is Ashley from goldengoddesses.org and welcome. Welcome back to Threshold to Ascension Radio for what is our last Thursday night broadcast of the year 2018. And what a year it's been indeed. So why don't we all just take some deep breaths and center in our hearts. Breathe in deep the divine light of source and just let it fill your entire being. And at your own pace, just breathe out, let go of any of the residual energy of holidays with relatives, breathing out any energy of interactions that you might still have in your energy field that aren't serving you, just on your out breath, release it and let it go. And on your next in breath, breathe in deep the divine light of source, breathing out any anxiety from holiday travel or weather, or expectations not met, just let it all go, be unattached, centered and still. Now allow yourself to breathe in deep the divine light of source as it fills you completely, allow yourself to be, to be fully engulfed in the frequency of divine abundance, divine love, divine light, and the divine perfection that you are in this now moment. And in that space of centeredness, as the year 2018 comes to a conclusion this weekend, perhaps take some time to reflect back on your experiences during the energy of what was the universal master number 11 year. Like many of us, you may find yourself taking a deep, sigh of relief that this powerful year of initiations is coming to a close. You may be wondering what 2019 has in store for us. And our beautiful guest tonight will be giving us some insights on that in a few moments. In summary, to me, 2018 was a year of deep reflection, powerful initiations. Events that seemed like betrayals or disappointments that, as I surrendered into them, led to new temple doorways opening. I also experienced the mastery of honoring others' choices by loved ones, whether to remain on the planet or not, and to truly honor their mastery in making that choice. It was a year of perseverance and truly learning to move out of reaction into the place of being the neutral observer, moving out of needing to control and into sovereign surrender, empowered surrender, into being in alignment with the flow of the divine. The initiations of 2018 invited us to take those leaps of faith over and over and over again. And we're not talking kindergarten initiations here. We're talking triple PhD master thesis initiations. Am I right? 
In fact, nothing sums up the perseverance that 2018 required to go through those powerful initiations with sovereign surrender than the miracles that Don and Doug of BBS Radio have been able to pull off. My last live show was actually on November 1st with the guest who's rejoining us tonight. Then at 3 p.m. on Thursday, November 8th, as I was preparing for that night's show that was meant to be live to air with Theta Healer, Shannon Leishner, I got a call from Don at BBS Radio letting me know we wouldn't be going live to air that night as his son was being evacuated from his school and they had to pack what they could and leave immediately as the fast-moving fire was approaching. That's how I first learned of the Paradise Fire or Campfire in Butte County, California that started at sunrise that morning, November 8th. When I realized how severe the fire was, I actually went into awe in the calmness of Don's voice when he told me he had to evacuate. And as many of you know, the devastation of that fire is still being calculated. More than 14,000 homes were lost, 88 people died or transitioned, and approximately 25 people are still listed as missing. By the grace of the universe, Don, my show producer, and his brother Doug, the co-owners of BBS Radio, and their families miraculously escaped, got out safely. But the entire radio station, both their homes, most of their belongings were completely destroyed. They've been rebuilding ever since. And yet, thanks to their own centered hearts, their perseverance, their commitment to the mission of BBS Radio and you, the listeners, it is indeed nothing short of a Christmas miracle that Don and Doug and their amazing crew got their radio station back up and on the air in less than two months. I owe a heartfelt full of gratitude to Don and Doug, their families, their crew, and to you, the listeners, for the generosity of the BBS Radio listeners donating to the, radio, the BBS Radio GoFundMe account that allowed Don and Doug to move so quickly in getting the station back up on air. Now, I talked to Don just before we went live to see if he could talk for a few minutes to update the listeners. He is producing another show, so I'm just going to see if he's available, and if not, we'll do this next and hello, Don. Oh, hello to you and your audience. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Gosh, again, I'm I'm overwhelming, overwhelmingly grateful this uh this day and for the past few yeah, days, quite mm-hmm. stunned. Um, everybody stepped up to the plate. We made it. We actually were able to put it together almost exactly like it was. Worked. Um, there have been a few hiccups, but uh, we've managed to overcome them. Um, and we've had a lot of fun doing it. It's an adventure. And you've all made it possible, truly possible. It's hard to believe that that happened, but it did. And here we are. And, uh, and to go from a place of literally not knowing where you were going to pick up any pieces to being on air again with all the hosts and all the shows. I have to say you guys are amazing and, and our thanks to you and to the entire crew. Thank you. Gosh, thank you. Thank, overwhelmingly grateful to you <laughs> and to your uh, audience. And if the listeners still want to donate, is there a way they can do it? I know you guys were going to close down that GoFundMe, but is there a way if they still are just hearing about it for some reason that they want to donate, is there a way to do that? They could. Gosh, thank you. They could. They could go to our um, payments page, 
on BBS Radio, click on payment, and then there would be a donate button there that says PayPal. Fantastic. Well, I know you've got another show that you're producing. I just wanted them to be able to hear your voice, and I know everyone's sending you guys love and gratitude and looking forward to all the things coming to fruition that you had in the works before this happened, and just that example that you show of not letting something that is a huge potential initiation stop you from fulfilling your mission on the planet. So thank you and to the entire radio family. Gosh, thank you. And again, I'm sorry for getting a little bit tongue-tied, but between you and I, I have a program on Station 2, and they wanted to interview me and were talking to me (laughs) and thought I was coming back, and I wasn't. So I uh-oh. I, right. So I got a little bit disoriented there for a bit. And um, All right. forgive me, it wasn't meant to happen. I mean, well, it wasn't meant to happen that way, but for some reason it did. So it's been uh, another fun little adventure getting back into business <laughs> with new equipment, new stations and trying to uh, um, engineer them both and then talk to them both on live, uh, you know, on the air. So, yeah, All right. it gets more interesting by the moment. <laughs> It does. I think 2019 can be more of that. Thank you, Donna. Let's get I love you. I love you. Just too. know Thanks that I love you. You love know, you, you really are wonderful. You're one of the good people in life that people meet. Uh-huh. Really, from the heart, thank you. Thank, thank you, Donna. You. Many blessings. Many blessings to you and your audience. Right. Bye bye for now. Bye for now. So as you can see, Don's doing what he does behind the scenes, kind of managing different things. And there's a lot of new exciting things coming up for BBS Radio as well that we'll be talking about as as it unfolds as we go into the new year. And I also want to share that 2018 is ending with joyous gratitude for me as well. Joseph is healthy. And yesterday, December 26th, we welcome to the planet our eighth grandchild, Lily Rose, definitely a Palladian energy, joining her Andromedan sister Evie and her Orion brother Oliver. And then tomorrow, December 28th, my heart son, Joseph's son, Eric, marries his longtime sweetheart, Allie, witnessed by two inner earth little ones, Andrew, we swear he's got no more troll energy, and Penelope, absolutely an elfin being, and their older brother, Russell. I still say he's Arcturian. But so with all the trials and tribulations of 2018, the power lies in finding the gratitude, the blessings bestowed by the universe and celebrating your own divinity. And my guest tonight is someone who I truly celebrate. She's a frequent guest on Threshold to Ascension Radio because her gifts and her wisdom cover a broad range of topics, including, but absolutely not limited to her astrological insights. For most, she needs no introduction. So in brief, the dear Laura Magdalene Eisenhower is a global alchemist whistleblower intuitive astrologist, divine feminine goddess, and nurturer of Gaia. Laura, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you and your loved ones had a wonderful holiday. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yes, we did. And uh, I hope you uh, had a wonderful holiday yourself. And it's wonderful uh, wonderful to hear your news about the upcoming wedding and everything that's going on. It's really great. You know, I think that's what happens when we reflect back, even on the times when we thought we weren't going to make it through this past year. There's always these beautiful gifts that are bestowed upon us. So that's that's the silver lining. I thought maybe we could start, Laura, if it's okay with you, just kind of reflecting back on what we thought 2018 was bringing in astrologically and then how it played out in real life. 
How would you like to summarize that in a way that's comfortable for you? Well, I think uh, I just will jump in and share some of the aspects. And I know everybody sort of uh, has experienced them in their own way. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are a lot of inner planet retrograde cycles. And it pushed us to resolve a lot of things connected to the past. And, you know, Venus was a big retrograde. Mm -hmm. Uranus is still, I believe, in retrograde, yes, and went all the way back into Aries. And, you know, anytime there's a retrograde, we, we uh, go into quite a process. So um, when we experienced the Mars and Venus retrograde, it just really lit up a lot about, you know, relationships and partnerships. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I look at it as a big year of review. And then when we look on a global level, um, you know, it, when we look at the micro, macro aspects and just if we're going through our own personal <laughs> review, then that helps us to contribute to the larger picture as far as, you know, assessing things like a lot more information on the Internet related to our hidden history and disclosure related topics and a lot of the activations that are happening with people that might cause them to be triggered to go, you know, deeply inward with the retrograde cycles, um, encouraging a lot of clearing, which can help with things like deprogramming. Um, between April and September, Chiron was in the sign of Aries, and with Uranus hitting against Aries, Chiron representing the wounded healer and things related to, you know, our childhood wounds and the things that we're sensitive to in the collective that we want to heal. Uranus can come along and help to create you know, huge breakthroughs. So maybe a lot of people were able to really step up and say, hey, this is what I've been struggling with, or this is what I see in the world that I want to make a difference about that, you know, everybody's called to particular things. But uh, the micro aspect really fed the larger picture in the sense of a more active approach to healing uh, our planet and ourselves. And really, you know, hopefully for a lot of people not being afraid of some of the difficult information, knowing that the more we know, the more it can catalyze us into the truth frequency and just what it means to be authentic versus getting caught up in some of the memes and propagandas that can come mm -hmm. along with difficult information. So hopefully people have been finding information that's really informative, but also very empowering for their own. It, it feels like there was a lot of veils pulled back in 2018. And of course, the awareness level really depends on where someone is on their journey. But does that something that, that resonated for you as well, that a lot of you know, veils were pulled back, a lot of hidden um, or, or paradigms of mind control were beginning to be peeled back. Yes, and that's what I think with the, you know, retrogrades, it offers an opportunity to sort of deprogram, reassess, uh, kind of look at the things that you've invested in, the things that you may have, you know, believed in. And with the retrograde of Venus, you know, it can help a person to step back and even look at their relationships and ask, you know, is this really healthy for me? And with uh, it being in Scorpio, ruled by Pluto, um, it takes a person really deep into their core. So it's really hard to not have veils lifted when we're pushed into the realm, the realms that are on the other side of the veil. So as we straddle the unseen worlds and we get back into the practical sort of everyday sort of human realm, that's kind of how the veil is lifted, you know, be, be because we're occupying both or we're going back and forth between both to the point where we recognize we can't just be jumping all over the place. We need to lift the veil so that we can integrate the unseen into physical reality. And the unseen can be our multidimensional awareness. It can be um, things that we recognize we need to let go of that have been operating in our unconscious. So I definitely noticed that with clients. I've noticed that just, um, you know, observing social media and um, 
a lot of feedback I've been getting too of just yeah more willingness to um, just really see things for what they are. But that also revs up a lot of people who aren't ready for that. They get a little bit more intense. They get a little bit more um, clingy to whatever they've been indoctrinated into. And so I've noticed, well, at least for me, I got, uh, you know, some recent attacks that really mm -hmm. blew my mind um, that were more gang sort of mob related, like huge numbers coming at me that yeah. are really adopting some very, very dangerous belief systems that are probably going to uh, impact a lot of people, not just me, unless it was a specific attack, but it's really based on some new material that's been written that's sort of encouraging a movement that I find is very destructive. So I think we see a lot of people waking up, but a lot of people also clinging to um, sort of a victim consciousness that's disguised with a lot of labels and terminologies that makes a person feel very justified, which can be very dangerous. Mm, the martyr, the martyr, that whole thing. So is there anything about this movement that you briefly mentioned that you're comfortable talking about now? Or is it something you're going to be talking about more going into the new year? Or how? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm comfortable talking about it because it's a real issue. Um, mm. It has a, a lot to do with, and and see, the problem is it's very controversial because I don't want to talk about it and make it sound like I'm not supportive of it because I think it's very important. I think there's a lot of really positive elements, but it has to do with um, racism and it has to do with uh, a lot of people advocating for white people being um, able to talk about racism more, which I think is you know definitely important, but it has to be for good reason. Mm -hmm. You can't just walk around calling somebody a racist because uh, they are doing something that isn't at all racist. You know, like I posted Magdalene art on one of my pages and this whole mob came after me calling me racist for it. And I was like, what? You know, I've been posting all sorts of diverse art, you know, mm -hmm. and pictures and, you know, that you can't cover everything when you do one post, right? And if, right. if anybody looks around, you know, you could do the same thing and accuse anybody if they are posting music that's not diverse enough. I mean, so it just seemed like um, it was attacked just specifically to derail me. But I also noticed a lot of the terminologies that um, they were using on myself and others were from this book that just came out. And I ended up writing the author. I was like, I'd be very, very careful what you're doing here. It's a white woman who wrote it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, we've moved into the unified field. There's a lot of uh, mutual love and respect and anything but sort of that. It's like, it's so foreign to me. I'm like, gosh, you know, why are we digressing into this? Why aren't we evolving past it and seeing more clarity? And so what it's really doing is it's, it's almost um, pulling up a skeleton and putting clothes on it and, and breathing life into it without directing it towards those that it should be directed towards instead of, you know, why, why direct it at people that are unity consciousness driven and are, are not about division or separation at all and that are seeking things like social justice. I mean, I'm, I'm all about that. So, um, you know, a lot of people do this also with certain information um, that is uncomfortable for them to process if they're clinging on to uh, the old paradigm structures. And, and so that's kind of like a symptom of uh, aggravated awakening, you know, just, just old issues coming to the surface. But people have to be very careful where they direct their anger and rage and blame. And so I've been doing a lot of writing mm -hmm. um, about that and trying to just create a lot of peace and sort of bridge that... Um, that I don't know awkwardness a little bit and and uh but it's been really 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 intense on my end right when I got back from China um and it was funny because uh one of the persons I went on the trip with he goes you're doing more anti-racist work on the planet than anybody I know you know <laughs> all these places being the old the only white woman a lot of times so but I see that also across the board and 
how people react to certain videos. Like I, I played one of my friend recently who is uh, a therapist for abductees and her name's Lori McDonald. I know, you know, mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. and um, a lot of criticism, like, thousand, you know, a lot of dislikes and a lot of uh, mockery. And it's like, you know, it's a very serious documentary and it's with real people. And even if, you know, you can't wrap your head around it, the level of immaturity, I mean, I just see it like a lot of teenagers acting out, even if you're an right. adult, like the disclosure and how people are handling information is really bringing out some really low aspects, but you almost have to go there before you're willing to mature. So mm-hmm. it can be a good thing if people continue to grow and evolve and move through it. But if this is where they're going to get stuck, there's some very disturbing things that I've noticed. I, you know, I hate to say. So that was a little shocking as far as 2018. I didn't expect to see it to the degree that I've noticed it, particularly after so much of this information has been shared publicly um, for many, many years. So anyway. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, that's one of those things that all of us in our own way face is is the criticism of others, whether it's an attack, however it's done, and the, and being able to stand in our authenticity, right? And to know what our inner truth is and that we come from our heart and we come from that good intention and we're open to discussion. But that beauty and that power of not reacting, I think to me was an important lesson from 2018. And it's not always for me one that is my immediate reaction or my immediate space. But I am focusing truly on if I react, taking a breath and coming back into my center and letting that wash off of me. It's been quite fascinating to see how that shifts what's going on in my little, you know, (laughs) um, microcosmic bubble. Yeah, I wouldn't say I did so great. I mean, I I was being bombarded for five days. I had to delete some comments that were a little bit um, amped just because mm-hmm. I was exhausted. I had just gotten back. I had jet lag. And if I blocked one person, a few more would show up. This woman basically, and a white woman too. And if you see her page, it's, it's basically like, it doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth. If you don't admit you're a racist just by being white, you don't even have to right. say anything. That, you know, it's, it's basically this new movement saying that if you're white, you have to say or admit that you're racist. It doesn't matter. Mm communicate love it doesn't matter what you say that's just something that and and so it promotes a lot of guilt and also promotes a lot of um duality and and Mm -hmm. and still kind of being stuck in all this and so anyway so she posted on her page and she invited about 16 people to come after me and so every time I oh my gosh oh it was bad it was bad everybody witnessed it and a lot of people had my back and we're trying to you know just really help them to see a higher perspective or just you know where we're really coming from and and they wouldn't have it, or a lot of them wouldn't. And I'm not saying that this represents at all um, anybody that, you know, I've ever known, uh, regardless of color. This is just, it, it caught me off guard completely and totally. So it's just, you know, some people that are adopting this. And anyway, um, you know, some people I got through and they said, bless your heart. And they were grateful um, to hear my perspective and it didn't go so well with others. But mm-hmm. yeah, I wish my reaction though, I mean, I couldn't block one person because Facebook put a hold on it and uh, I could have just shut down the computer, but it just was really triggering me. And sometimes, of course. you know, it can trigger you because they're talking truth or it can trigger you because it's just so far from the truth that you just, you can't have that label slapped on you and feel like, you know, you can just let it go completely and totally. But I learned a lot too, that just like you're saying, um, for the most part, I was able to do that. And when I'm not able to do that, I'm still, real strong in myself. And I apologize, you know, where I feel inappropriate or where I lose my patience. And 
I do my best to rectify. And I even apologize for anything that might have been offensive, even though it certainly wasn't really You're at intense, all. But... Yeah. So tried to be the peacemaker and and I'm going to take a different approach. But that was the big whammy. And I just know that that's happening to a lot of people. It'll probably continue to happen. And to me, it's kind of like the byproduct of what this shift is about and where we're shifting to. And we just have to be okay with it. Um, Cause you know, detoxing, it's like a detox. It's never going to be comfortable or nice. And there's going to be elements of the process of cleansing and purging that are going to bring up some real dark shadowy stuff in people and just got to forgive. And hopefully they'll come around and I'll always have open arms, but I have to have my boundaries. And well, absolutely. You know, that's, you know, being enlightened or being in Christ consciousness that never means being a doormat and that ability to stand your ground and speak your truth. It's quite interesting because it feels like there's so much fear in this mob mentality that you're describing and that there's also an undercurrent of intentionally um, trying to knock certain people that are holding light and holding truth off of their message and off of their truth, right? There just feels like there's a little bit of a nefarious energy in there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's also this feeling that, you know, if you're white, you're privileged or you have more privileges. And 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 yes, there there are truths to that. But um, if we don't look at the individual and their life story and we just generalize, you know, based on things like color, what are we really solving? We're creating, you know, the, they end up creating the very thing that they're trying to fight. Right. Um, so anyway, that was all yeah. very interesting. I'm going to be putting a lot more attention on it. Um, not so much my personal experience, even though I'll touch upon it, but just um, this new kind of issue that's presenting itself uh, in this final uh, chapter of 2018. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so here we are. And and is any of that in relation to that Uranus retrograde or is it a different energy, do you think, or is it not so related astrologically? I think it is related to that because when we look at Aries, we look at leadership, we look at ego. When we look at Chiron, we look at wounds, we look at childhood mm -hmm. wounds, we look at ancestral wounds we look at uh past life wounds and then you have uranus which uh creates a lot of instability it's very very um shocking it's the planet of shock and upheaval mm -hmm. so with that casting its rays on wounds there can be a lot of impulsiveness and a lot of reactionary stuff going on or or just the inability to step back take a breath and and just really think about you know what one is doing it's um it affects the nervous system and so you know it, it's the planet of triggers right so when we look at mm. triggers in our nervous system uh, we have lodged, you know, traumas in our nervous system, and when they get awoken, it, it it can it can have more control than we'd like it to have. So I would definitely say so because it's a glow, you know, it's 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 a it's a larger picture issue, and it can hit us, you know, on a personal level when they're coming, you know, at at a person. But mm -hmm. I, I definitely think it's a part of um, waking up and stimulating old wounds, and then once the dust settles, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of planetary support to help people sort of process through and maybe. Uh, reevaluate the way that they're running their energy because mm. I think it's going to get real obvious and clear to people that there is real um, unity happening and, and a lot of individuals coming together that really represent that in the highest of integrity and that all beings are welcome. And it's all about, you know, just, uh, you know, airing a lot of this stuff out and being mutually supportive because we we're in this rehabilitation process, but all wounds have to be respected and you can't put somebody else in trauma because you're dealing with your own trauma. We all have to listen to each other and be patient and kind and know that, you know, we're all trying to break free of these control agendas and the whole human race has been targeted and many, many races have been affected. And, um, I, sometimes I get worried that, you know, whoever's the most traumatized wins, you know, as mm -hmm. a race, and it's like, let's just come together and, and just really hold space and listen. 
Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I read when I was doing a little bit of research on the energy for 2019 was it's the year about looking forward and that we don't live in the past anymore. In your studies of the astrological alignments, how would you summarize what the important theme is for 2019? Well, I think that just it, intuitively, just what you said mm -hmm. is um, a very important thing to do is is to move forward. And I, I do think 2018 was, was definitely just... <laughs> process review going yeah. to the and now let's look at the aspects of 2019 which are taking us into okay in light of that where where are the planetary influences taking us and um hold on a second i put some notes down for that we are going to have uh let's see about five eclipses and a super blood wolf moon um and also a rare uh transit from mercury that's going to be crossing over the sun that we'll be able to see. And it supposedly only happens like 10 times in the course of, um, I don't know, like a huge span of time. I, mm -hmm. I can get that information here. Um, it's uh, 13 times in a century. Wow. And for the first time in 10 years, the small planet will be visible from Earth. And so I think it's really going to just heighten things relating to um, communications and information. Because if we think about it, if it's being illuminated by the solar energy, um, and it also, the highest octave of Mercury is the magician, I think if we communicate effectively and our thought forms are vibing with our higher mind and higher perspective, that's going to play a huge role in the creative, uh, the co-creation of, of our reality. You know, So if we want to be on an organic ascension timeline and a positive timeline, knowing that things are going to bifurcate away that are definitely... Um, not heading in that direction, we have to be like tuned like a tuning fork to the right frequencies that are going to be um, really uh, amplified through what we share with others and what we communicate with others. So I think uh, that's going to be huge in 2019 is being effective communicators because really our words can damage and our words can heal. And if we choose our words appropriately, we can make somebody's day or we can crush them. So I think, you know, putting a lot of attention on uh, mastery of communication is going to be strong because that doesn't happen often with that. Uh, particular aspect. So um, hold on a second. I've got some other notes here. Well, I know Jupiter is going to be moving into Sagittarius. Uranus is going to be going direct. Um, and so wherever we've been pulled into past traumas, when we move forward with a planet like Uranus, um, it likes to move real quick. So it skips over things. So I, I have a strong Uranus near my Mercury. That's why I talk real fast, for example. <laughs> and uh, so, so it's like lightning. So if it takes us into the past and it impacts our nervous system, we're dredging up all sorts of stuff. When it starts to move direct and it starts to go back into Taurus, which is an earth sign, it creates huge activations in the physical plane, allowing the truth energy, because it's the truth unity frequency, Uranus, to be more anchored into the physical plane. So things should move and accelerate um, pretty rapidly because of that. Um, and then uh, Saturn's in Capricorn, which it's, is its natural home. But basically, the year begins with a uh, solar eclipse in Capricorn, and it really indicates it's a time, the time of <laughs> sort of dreaming is over, um, <laughs> and action is needed, you know, on a grounded, practical level. So being grounded and practical doesn't mean that we lose the mystical or the dream energy, but we got to really, you know, put it into place and create a structure so we can, like, dream up, you know, something we want to build, but now it's time to build that vision. So mm -hmm. um, Venus also conjuncts Jupiter in late January, and that's going to be very, very expansive as far as heart energy goes. And then a lot of Saturn, Neptune, positive aspects, which will be really helpful 
for that whole concept of dream is over, time to put it into action. Well, Neptune's the planet of multidimensional energy and dreaming, Saturn's the planet of structure. So it means that we'll be able to create structures that can house our dreams and visions, but we can't just sit there um, and be in like kind of out there. We, we need to harness Saturn and be very, very conscious of what we feed into that structure and make sure it's not the propaganda stuff coming from, you know, disinformation or too much externalization coming into our structure. We need to take the dreams or, or continue to dream until uh, these aspects hit and utilize this time before the new year to really like, like figure out what our dreams and visions are. Mm -hmm. And then the new year, after the new year happens, just know it's like, okay, you know, be sure you know what it is because now it's time to put it into structure. If we don't know what it is, it's very easy for us to be manipulated. It's very easy for us to have something else jump in and do it for us. So everybody who's listening, take time to really go into dream zone, maybe write down your visions, your hopes for the year ahead and your dreams for the year ahead. And then when Saturn's asking for structure, just methodically one step at a time, you know, integrate that dream energy into the physical plane. And are there any challenging alignments coming up in that first quarter of 2018? Mars will conjunct Uranus uh, in uh, mid-February. And it can be very volatile because, again, Uranus is a planet of shock and upheaval, but it takes us to our authenticity and it takes us to truth. But when people are stubborn and they don't want that, um, it can create a lot of chaos because resistance can create a lot of pain, <laughs> you know? And if we're not being guided into these initiations and we misunderstand them, we can feel like we're going crazy or having a nervous breakdown. Now, a lot of us that are already used to this energy have been working with it throughout our life. We're, we're already comfortable with it. We're already used to um, people just being like, you know, this is going over my head. I don't really understand it. But for a lot of people that, um, you know, are, are, are learning to really work with Uranus, especially as it hits Mars, which is ego identity, it's going to hit people a little bit more close and personal. Um, so Mars being our ego identity, every single person has something they identify with. You know, we call ourselves different labels. We have different ways that, um, we help people to get to know us based on the work that we do in the world or, or just the way that we feel or the way we, um, express ourselves. And so Uranus comes along and it, it's going to shake off anything that really doesn't serve us, any sort of programmings that we've adopted that don't really serve us. So people that aren't willing to let those things go, Uranus can be and the mixture of Mars, which is, you know, a very strong warrior energy and can be very aggressive because it's not always about being a warrior. Sometimes it's just self-serving. So you mix those together. And if one's not ready, they can um, be very explosive and very angry and take that rage out in ways that are very shocking because Uranus is a planet of shock. So mm. everybody be prepared mid-February. You want to just really breathe into things. Um, and I wouldn't expect voices of reason to triumph um, without some sort of struggle and expect people around you to be in their warrior mode too. And um, so people are going to like want to convince others of things or, or want to have people think the way that they want them to think. But that's not where Uranus is going to leave everybody because Uranus eventually takes people into sovereignty, which is a prerequisite to unity consciousness. So it's going to really teach us we can be individuals and we can be sovereign, but we can still be unified, understanding that diversity is is a given being different is a given but how can we harmonize this instead of fight each other so those are going to be the big lessons of mars and uranus coming together in february that's really powerful i had someone that i helped out with a spiritual 911 um just before the solstice and and they said to me kind of with a hopeful sound in their voice they said 
this energy frequency has been really strong lately. Things are supposed to get better after the solstice, right? And I went into meditation and the message that I received, I'm just wondering your input on this, was that the ascension energy is going to continue being chaotic, transformative, eruptive, paradigm-busting, transmuting, and high-octane for some time to come. And in fact, that might be the new normal. But what we're being invited to do, invited to shift, is our ability to stay centered and in our empowered hearts, in that sovereign surrender, no matter what goes on around us. And so how does that resonate with you with what the planetary lessons are for 2019? It's not that everything's going to calm down and be unicorns and butterflies because there is disruption still going on. We are still breaking through these paradigms. But the, the growth comes from being able to stay in our hearts while all this goes on around us. Yeah, and I, I, everybody has to have a very grounded sanctuary. You know, mm -hmm. make sure that your home base or, or what you call home is a very nurturing environment. I almost look at it like the chaos of this shift is like opening the front door to um, like crazy, crazy storms and weather, you know, like hail. Mm -hmm. It's just, but you can close the door and you can put fire in the fireplace. And that's kind of like finding your own internal center. You can be the eye of the hurricane. You can right. find that calm center. So metaphorically speaking, and in our lives, it's going to be similar where we're going to want that inner sanctuary of calmness, centeredness. And then when we sort of address the world at large or, or look at the lands, you know, just sort of the, energetic uh, terrain, um, it might feel really, really overwhelming and it might want to yank us into the chaos. And we just have to know when it's a good time to retreat, when it's a good time to share um, and just, you know, find our balance in all of it. I mean, it's going to be disruptive. So also a sanctuary of, you know, friends that are like-minded that you can breathe through all this with. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we do events, it's like, you know, people come because they're curious and they're um, wanting to be sort of soothed and, and wanting to have the, the chaotic energy sort of smoothed a little bit because their friends and families might be very difficult for them to relate to. So um, I think what we're going to find is there are going to be major pockets of chaos. That's not going to change. That's always going to be the case. But we can build from that, and we can find um, you know, safe plateaus and landing pads um, in our own personal life, in our own personal world, within ourselves, and with uh, people that we feel um, you know, a connection with. And then you know, that uh, can be like a strong force to be able to handle the rest. And I think you know, just that mentality of teamwork is going to be very important and there's going to be times where we are going to be doing things alone like i'll be doing a lot of traveling without kevin this next year and i'll be you know just having to be real strong in that sense of there being you know a lot of chaotic and energies around and but i'll be you know texting folks like you and him <laughs> it's all good but Absolutely. yeah reaching out for help is a beautiful part of that way of creating that space right creating that family that's important i think there's nothing you know, vulnerability is a beautiful thing when you utilize it to connect with like-minded people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so um, I, I think it's it's just sort of a given. I mean, when when the uh, the shift energy started to really hit, we had the Pluto Uranus squares, uh, square aspects, which which is just completely chaotic because those are two outer planets. Pluto's the planet of death, rebirth, alchemy, and transformation. Uranus is the planet of shock and upheaval that leads to awakening. And those two planets have been in friction with each other. They were for many, many, many years, which really started to get everything like getting all um, blown open and um, just, you know, massive uh, information downloads coming through people. And a lot of people just snapping out of the trance and stepping up to an important role. And, and the disclosure community began to grow. But then, you know, we see a lot of chaos within that community mm. as well. But um, now that that sort of died out, the new conditions have a lot more to do with um, personal accountability when it comes to these energies. You know, like what 
even if you're, you, you feel like you're on a path of awakening and you can, you know, understand things around consciousness and uh, things around ascension and things around disclosure, you know, we still have to, um, you know, check ourselves yep. and see, you know, what's kind of, so I think next year is, is like, who are we in the mix of these huge changes? And, um, and I think people are going to just get to the next level of the inner work and the um, refinement of one's character and, 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 you know, really paying attention to how do you impact the people around you? Do you create um, a lot of uh, disharmony or are you, are you a harmonizer? Everybody needs to step back and say, how can I be more of a harmonizer? Mm -hmm. if, if we can just devote to that alone, we're, we're doing huge, huge things just to simply commit to that. Even if you don't like what's happening around you and you don't like the energy being thrown at you, you know, and then if you can't create harmony, then you know to create a boundary because some people, no matter how hard you try, they're just not ready for it. Well, I think you spoke about it earlier, right? It's detaching from the duality drama, right? Not not allowing ourselves to get drawn into it and, and being gentle with ourselves when we do. Because when someone is attempting to create a drama, if we don't play along, it dissipates its energy, right? It loses its energy. And yes, there are various levels of that heightening, like what you receive with the trolls online. But taking that higher ground really disarms that energy. It's quite fascinating to see it play out in the day-to-day -day experiences. It really is, because it definitely just shows kind of like, I mean, it's just, it's like a, it's it's an image of something else that's going on on a larger level, because mm -hmm. we're all kind of representing these, these forces of change. You know, we're individuals, but we're still representing something much larger than ourselves, you know, to help nudge this forward. And the problem, the only thing why I couldn't just step back and close down the computer is because uh, I also um, have to protect my integrity like if of somebody, course because people get fired for being called such things right so mm -hmm. if i don't sort of manage or mitigate this kind of like going to every page i have and commenting under everything and saying like this is what laura is and like name calling me things that are absolutely not true <laughs> and if i don't keep up with it and block it or, or or try and explain you know what's going on a lot of people can run wild with it and they'd be like oh really you know and then all of a sudden the gossip train hits and then it's like a new label that's slapped on you so that was kind of why I was amped up because, you know, I'm trying to protect the mission. It's not so much about mm -hmm. me. There is no real me. Um, there's me when it comes to my friends and my partner and my children. But when I do the larger work in the world, I'm really trying to protect something <laughs> beyond myself. And I'm like, that I can't let this happen. Um, but, but yeah, so. Well, but speaking but, your truth is not the same thing as buying into the duality drama. You exactly. know what I'm saying? So, that, so, I, I, yeah, so I had to watch myself because right. there's that instinct of like, you know, dealing with bullies on the playground, you know, I'm like, yeah. don't mess with me. And I just want to like punch back. But, you know, I had to really just just keep myself from that. And 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 just, you know, take a breath and just be, you know, incredibly loving instead of combative. Um, because it's really easy for that to come up. So I know that, um, I, you know, I handled the best way I could. And I wasn't too combative. I had my moments here and there. But you know, I, I uh, removed that energy as quickly as it came in. But I think, you know, this is going to be something across the board a lot of people are going to experience is, um, yeah, to hold that higher ground, to not be swept up in the drama, to protect the things that matter without. Um, and, the, and and I also think this is the way we need to, to feel about the system. It's like we feel like we need to fight the system. We need to stop feeding the system, mm -hmm. feeding the parasites. We can't fight something that's not designed to, um, you know, either join in with us or be defeated i mean they've constructed their own timelines and they're still ramping it up and they're still going somewhere with all of it we, we can't wipe it all out and plus even if we could there's always a seed that remains that's going to pop back up but how, how can we keep ourselves 
from feeding it and being entangled in it to the point where we keep incarnating in um in all of that. So we know that a lot of us have incarnated to help humanity to wake up and we're not entangled in a similar way, but um you'd be surprised how easy it is, you know, if you think you have to fight something versus rise above it. Absolutely. And and that's the natural reaction is to get in there and, and to fight back or to protect or to defend or, you know, and it's an interesting dance and it's an ongoing part of that journey of of awakening and ascension and remembering who we are. Now, you talked about the solar eclipse in January, but you mentioned there's going to be a total of five eclipses in 2019. Which of them do you feel are um, bear a little bit more discovery or, or talking about? Have you had a chance to look at them a little bit more? Are you still there? Oops, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the 21st seems to be a big one and that's, you know, coming right around the corner. Um, that's, uh, going to be, uh, January 21st. So that's right next month. And, um, I haven't had a chance to really get, uh, a taste of the energy of all of them, but I know there's going to be, you know, five and they last for, you know, six months. And so when we look at it, like each eclipse is going to mark the energy of the six months that follow mm. is going to be very important. You know, when we look at the uh, Capricorn energies for this first round, um, again, that's why we can't be in sort of dreamland as easily anymore. We have to really um, decide, you know, what, what sort of structure do you want to build and what are we going to put in that structure? So uh, if we're talking about our human body, our physical vessel, our human body would be the structure. What do we want in our physical body? We want our divine essence. We want our multidimensional awareness. We want our creative channels to be working on behalf of the collective and ourselves and not to have any of that other stuff sneak in. So Saturn, because there's so many levels of Saturn, it takes us from on the lower levels, being controlled, being potentially more enslaved, um, being limited, having authority figures, and having things like control, mind control, and conditioning dictate to us what those structures are. But if we can uh, step out of all that and look at Saturn from our sovereign self, then Saturn on the highest levels is a planet that has to do with the trials and tribulations that help us to become teachers and masters. So we can't make Saturn easy because it rules trials and tribulations. But what we can do is, is when we face those trials and tribulations, not say, well, I'm going to have to adopt that belief or I'm going to have to give my power to this. I'm going to have to join this. I'm going to have to allow myself to play by these rules. We can look at it and say, well, we still have to work with the law of structure. But what structure works for us so that we can still um, hold um, our embodied awareness and our sovereignty in the structure? And then all of a sudden we find that, wow, now we're a teacher. Now we've mastered certain things, and then we can share that knowledge to others that are struggling with the Saturn-type energy. So it's very important that everybody, when this eclipse time comes, to really just um, be very clear, very grounded, and very uh, focused. And mm -hmm. maybe even take a day off to just meditate and just harness your energies. Because six months is a long time for whatever we um, amplify that day to continue to be something we need to manage or clear, you know, it, it, and, and sometimes it's not so easy. Um, we want to nip it in the bud. We want to get it like from, from the get go. So it's important for people to really uh, take note of when these eclipses are. That's beautiful. And I think just that advice that you gave the listeners is to spend some time as the year comes to an end of thinking of what they've been dreaming about, what they've been, you know, visioning, and then begin to bring it into 
that structure of manifesting it as we move into 2019. Can you just kind of recap that a little bit for the listeners? I think that's a really important takeaway from our conversation tonight. Yes, before um, you know, Uranus goes direct, before it starts to go back into the Earth sign Taurus, and um, while we're still, uh, you know, we've got Venus in Scorpio, which is very alchemical and transformational, and 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 while um, you know the years, while we still have some time as the year is wrapping up, just be very clear with yourself. You know, what what do you want to envision for the year ahead? I mean. People always do kind of New Year's resolutions and things like that, but it goes just beyond like, oh, it's a new year, it's a new numerology, mm. uh, it's a new number. It's like, well, what are the planetary energies doing? And it's time to just be very, very clear with what our visions are. What are our intentions with our relationships? You know, if, if there's been areas of our life that have been bumpy and rocky, what, what would we like to see happen? And it's not like we can just say, poof, let's make the rocky. <laughs> but like, what kind of tires do we need to be able to handle that kind of road? What do we need to change about ourselves so that we can manage something that we can't really control. Because if we, you know, set intentions to try and stop something that maybe we can't stop, then the bumps can get even worse. Because then we feel a sense of defeat or, oh, our wishes and dreams didn't come true. So we got to really look at it like, okay, the chaos isn't necessarily going to go away. The ups and downs of relationship aren't necessarily going to just be gone for good. But what can we change about ourselves mm-hmm. that we didn't maybe do effectively this last year? Like, I have a lot to reflect on. Like, well, you know, I know what I want to do differently. Um, I know the different intentions I need to set for myself. I know what I need to work on. And I think it's just important that everybody looks at themselves too and develops stronger communication and, and has those kind of conversations with the people that are important to them in their lives to really get on board and, 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 and just really set this intention together. If you work with somebody a lot or you have a, you know, a significant other or you live with people that, um, you know, you, you, you start with yourself and then you invite people to do that and then come together and, and just, you know, find that, you know, grounded commonality. And, and to me, it's just, it's more about preparedness. Um, when we go into the wilderness, you know, we can't expect that, um, oh, well, our intention is that it's going to be sunny every day. It's mm-hmm. more like, well, because we can't guarantee that, let's make sure this time we pack more gear because last time, you know, we were flooded out. So it's, it's really about tightening our intelligence based on more preparedness, more knowing um, more tools that we should put in our toolbox. Um, you know, maybe for, you know, bringing three lighters instead of one, you know, and just saying, okay, we're used to crazy terrain being earth humans. Mm-hmm. Um, can we become advanced in a prepared sort of way. So it's not, uh, it doesn't derail us and throw us off center so bad and cause us to be thrown into our survival chakra. So I just encourage everybody to just look at, uh, metaphorically speaking, what camping gear do you need for the year ahead? What did you not have last year that made you feel very vulnerable and very um uh like <laughs> to just like really thrown in and in that survival because when we're in survival energy we can't really hear our higher self we're just struggling right. you know to put food on the you know it's just like eat eat sleep like you know everybody out of my way it's hard to be nice um and that doesn't go so well it feeds into the chaos so um yeah look at your dreams look at your visions but also um the preparedness factor you know there's bumps you know do you need better tires do you need snow tires okay the, those smooth tires aren't going to work um, if they didn't work last year, because it's not necessarily going to get easier, but we're getting smarter. Absolutely. And how important do you feel it is as we do this reflection of this past year and what we would do differently going forward, actually celebrating um, those things we did graduate from or those things that we did kind of overcome? How important is that in your preparation for the next year? 
to take note and to celebrate the, the successes and to... Well, absolutely. You know, we oftentimes yeah. talk about all the things we need to shift and change, but I feel in this new energy, in this new unity consciousness, it's just as important to look at those things that we can give ourselves those, you know, gold stars for, if you will allow me to be a little bit cheesy. Oh, I think it's incredibly important. I mean, I have to, I, I, I find myself, you know, going there a lot. Like I need that. People need mm -hmm. that. We need our inspiration. We need to set new goals for ourselves based on the things we were able to accomplish, you know, push the envelope a little bit. And if we don't feel like it, you know, just really be um, just in the gratitude of, 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 you know, what, what one has been able to do. I mean, a lot of different countries are coming together, a huge breakthrough in China. Mm -hmm. I mean, like news in China, um, as far as disclosure goes, that's, that's like major. And, you know, um, and, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, small is huge, huge is small. It's like, there's no measure here. So you might've had a huge breakthrough with your partner. Um, there might've been a breakthrough with family. There might be, uh, you know, something that shifted in your work world or this and that. Um, you know, people are always like, oh, it's ego to just sit there and like, you know, pat yourself on the back or, or put, you know, stars. It's like, no, it's not. You know, we need that because we have very wounded egos. We've, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people that have really struggled through being misunderstood, being projected upon, carrying stigmas throughout their life. There's nothing wrong with taking the time to really breathe into yourself, you know, um, how great you're doing, um, the great accomplishments you've made, just even stepping into your own truth and being willing to speak it, regardless of what others think is a huge accomplishment. So make sure you do take the time and, and, you know, really validate your partners too. If you're seeing something that they're doing, you know, it, 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 it goes real far to, um, you know, make the people around you feel good and, 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 and give them, um, you know, that encouragement and validation. Absolutely. Yeah. As we come into the, the closing minutes of tonight's chat, it's always, you know, wishing more I could expand time more with when I have you on, on the show, but where are you going to be in the first quarter of 2019? Do you have your schedule uh, set up or where can we recommend people go to see where you're going to be speaking, what you're going to be doing? Um, I know I have an online uh, webinar that's January 12th and I'm going to be putting it on my website, but you can find it right now on my Facebook page. Um, most of my events are going to be more uh, April, May. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be going to Hawaii, uh, Brazil, um, Australia, you know, just some international stuff like, you know, new living expo contact in the desert. I'll keep everybody informed about that. But as far as the first three months of the year, it's going to be kind of quiet. I'm going to be wrapping up my books. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> if, if anybody, you know, just wants to kind of catch up with things, though, um, I would check out the webinar. It's just like going to an event, but you can hear um, my talk from the privacy of your own home and the comfort of your own home. But as new things come in, I'll be sure to update my website, which I have to do. And yeah, so my website's uh, CosmicGaia.org. Fantastic, Laura. And Laura and I are going to do an after the show in, in a few days or a week. We're getting through the holidays here. We are going to talk about the astrological alignment specifically for the United States and what that means. So that'll be posted with the link on bbsradio.com and on goldengoddesses.org. So Laura, as always, my heartfelt gratitude to you. I love you and thank you for all that you do. Well, I love you too. And thank you as well for all that you do. And thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Laura. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So listeners, in the weeks ahead, um, I'll be interviewing the guests who were meant to be on air during the rebuilding of EBS Radio, including Mary Rodwell, author of The New Human. She'll be on in mid-January. She's a ufologist, ET contact researcher, and regressionist. I'm also bringing together a council from the Sisterhood of the Rose, that beautiful divine feminine energy, just to name a few. So I'll be starting to get those posted in advance on the Upcoming Shows on Threshold to Ascension radio page on BBS radio. So to all of you, have a safe and joyous New Year's celebration. 
I look forward to co-creating a higher frequency with you in the year coming ahead, 2019. Blessings and heart hugs to all. Happy New Year and good night. Mm-hmm.